Hello and welcome back to Yikes a Movie. I'm Caleb. And I'm Erica. I thought today we could elaborate a little bit more on our film Loving History. Last time we talked about three movies that we watched a lot on repeat as children. And so I thought to kind of give an idea, we're obviously going to eventually get to discussing specific films and filmmakers and all sorts of different things. Uh, But I thought we could talk about what led us to be such film lovers in the first place. Yeah, so we'll spend a little bit of time talking about what got us into movies, movies we liked, whatever, that have eventually led us to now and then what we're currently watching and what we look forward to watching in the future. So I always really just loved movies. I wouldn't say like over the top. Like nobody would say like, oh, that's Erica, the movie girl. I liked them just like anybody else did. Yeah. For sure, a big change happened when I went to the University of Toledo and I took the introduction to film class. Mm. Um, I didn't take it for any reason, like, it wasn't going to be going toward what my ultimate goal for college was, but, um, it just sounded very interesting, and I was interested in it, and then going through the class, um, just really, I started watching movies a little bit less as, like, this is just a story that I'm watching, and started paying more attention to, like, how the movie was being made Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, I still chose not good movies to watch. And I'm not saying this to, like, I don't know, butter you up or anything. But for sure, the, the biggest change was getting together with you. And, like, you, you know, were just, like, so excited to share things with me. And with the already having like a foundation of enjoyment, I could easily switch over to like being passionate about it and having it be a true love of mine. Yeah, but when we first started talking, uh, this was still in the MySpace days. And I remember in they had like the different sections, like uh-huh. movies and books, or whatever. That in your movie section, you had written, like, movies that you had seen and movies that you had liked. And they were all, for the most part, like, movies that I thought, oh, okay. It's not like, you weren't, like, a movie collector or anything like that. But it was just yeah, some reflection of your taste. And there was there was good movies in Yeah, there. it was, I, in my mindset at that point was, like, movies that, like, as I watched them, if I didn't, like, totally hate them, I just added them. So, like, my movie section was really long, but it was filled with movies like The Last Samurai. (laughs) I remember that one being in there specifically. Uh, And, I don't know. I can't even remember what... I I could actually look. Like, my my space is... That would be funny to to look up. No, but I just remember there being some, some decent stuff in there. It wasn't, like, filled with a bunch of movies that I thought were basic or whatever but i don't care about any of all that junk yeah but i was just giving you some credit that there was enough things in there that it was like oh i like that too i like that too 
where I thought we, our film taste was going to be compatible. compatible. But I just wanted to be known that it was never like a male thing or... I was, oh, I can't wait to show her this and this and then educate her in film or anything like that because I know that is a typical bro-y, yeah. film bro thing to do. But uh, I mean, we definitely started out just like watching movies together. It it, def- it wasn't like, I have to show you this one. Right. Do you know about this? Let me teach you. It was just like, yeah. oh, let's watch this. We did a lot when we first got together, a lot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 watching. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, like, the basis. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. But, we, no, we, we bonded over... We, yeah, we watched a lot of movies. Like, that was something we did when we would see each other when we were just dating. We mm-hmm. would always watch something. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have a weekend and squeeze a couple movies in. So that was always like a shared enjoyment of ours. I think the biggest, biggest turnaround for me to it being becoming a true passion and just like a part of who I am was when you showed me. <laughs> I don't really know any other way to word it. Um, Seven Samurai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I also give I give a lot of credit to just a criterion collection in general because around the time when we started dating and into us dating that's when I was really starting to like have interest in in diving into that well I was you you came along with that right away it wasn't like I had seen like a handful of those foreign and art house films and stuff but my love of it was really you know really kicked in around the exact same time that we started watching stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like Kurosawa, I've only seen maybe like two of his movies before we were together. And that was something that you fell in love with instantly. And now we've seen almost 20 of his films. Together. Together. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, that's pretty much my, I don't really have like a an enormous history or anything like that. So like, backtrack then, just go ahead and start with your whole history. Well, I think like anybody else, uh, I was watching a lot of movies as a kid. Obviously, we did our VHS episode, um, and it was it was a way that my brothers and I bonded when both of our parents w- worked, so we'd be home a lot, and that's by ourselves, and that's what we would do is watch movies, and they really wouldn't filter what they watched in front of me. I saw all all sorts of things, horror films, a lot of horror films, uh, and I remember like the first. I want to say the first director's name that I was familiar with was Steven Spielberg, and that was probably because his name was like always plastered all over everything, whether he directed it or produced it. And so, I remember my oldest brother David was the first one who like told me what a director was and you can see if they're you know he didn't use the word like auteur or something I wouldn't learn that until college but like you can see their stamp on the movies that they do and so I think another one was like Tim Burton was real early 
And so I got really into that, especially by the time I was in junior high and high school, was like directors, and then I'm going to watch as many of... If I liked a movie, I'd want to watch what else they did. So like who, for example? Well, the earlier ones were like Quentin Tarantino or mm. Wes Anderson. Um, How many Wes Anderson movies were out at that time? Uh, well, only about... Three by the time I graduated high school, mm. but I just remember that being like Quentin Tarantino, especially, and then on his movies he would have like they he didn't do commentaries, but he would do like these trivia tracks that would run throughout the entire movie, and it would say, "Oh, this is a reference to Jean Luc Godard. This is a reference to." Uh, Kurosawa, Woody Allen was somebody too that I watched very early and tried to watch a bunch of his and I don't remember how that one started. I think I just saw something on TV and knew that he had this huge filmography and was like, oh, I want to dive into that. This guy's funny. And then Spielberg watching his movies. But yeah, that was like the poll for me was really being interested in the filmmaker and seeing their what their you know aesthetics were what their their stamp was i know these days it can go either way but when you were younger did you try to watch them chronologically or just try to get their whole uh it depended if if i you know because like i had access to the internet by this time and so i would go to imdb and try to look up their filmographies and if i was able to do it in chronological order, I would, but I really didn't. Martin Scorsese was another one. That was really early for me. That was the first time I ever bought a movie, like, as a complete blind buy was uh, my brother Courtney had told me about Taxi Driver, and he just described it to me. And I was like, I got to see this. And this was around when DVD was starting to be available in most, like, Kmarts and stuff like that. And I remember seeing Taxi Driver at... Kmart. <laughs> Kmart. And, I know, and I was so excited because I was like, this is the movie that Courtney's been telling me about. What city was this in? Fostoria. That's so funny. And I thought, because of his interests, I thought it was going to be more like exploitation and like super low budget. And I know it was a low budget movie, but I didn't expect it um, to be as artful and... You, uh, just overall like amazing and the acting was amazing because he really he really likes like exploitation and horror and all this stuff and I like that stuff too but this was kind Taxi Driver was sort of my introduction to what I would consider like an art film because it very much is it's, it's gorgeous the cinematography is gorgeous and the overall style and point of view it's so artfully done and so, yeah, I dove into his, but, uh, yeah, I would try to do them chronological as much as I could, but I didn't really care too much about that. Okay. So now you're out of high school. Yeah. And then I would go to Wright State for a little bit and I was in the film program and I had seen Psycho as a kid, but our, basically our main theme of the first class that I was in was mostly Hitchcock. We would watch Alfred Hitchcock movie 
and we watch something like by John Ford or some short film or something, then we would always come back to Alfred Hitchcock. So yeah, so my love for Hitchcock really grew from there. We watched Psycho and Shadow of a Doubt, Strangers on a Train, and Strangers on a Train, and but then it wasn't. So then it was after that that so I. I can't remember what my introduction to the Criterion Collection was. Probably Wes Anderson. And that's where I remember reading the label and like, oh, what is this? And then looking into it and realizing, oh, it's this whole list. It's this whole collection of movies. I can't remember what exactly it was that made me go back but and, and try to dive into those. When Netflix was just DVDs that you got in the mail... It was like finally, well, because watching those trivia tracks of those Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff was, oh, here is, you know, I would write them down. Like, here's a list of, like, movies that he's referencing, including Godard and Kurosawa, and and then, like, writing those down and then trying to see if they were available through Netflix and then discovering that most of those were Criterion titles. And then, you know, one... Goudard would lead to Truffaut, that would lead to this, to that. So, now we're together. Now we're together, and I was. that's when I was really going to take the big super dive into these art house movies, because you were enjoying the ones that we were watching together, so it was really exciting to, like... That's one of my favorite things, is, like, when you find a cool band, or you find a filmmaker who's work that you like and you want to listen to every album or you want to watch every movie from them that's gives me so much life energy so i thought the first thing that we could touch on was different like collections that we have dove into and watched the whole of yeah. Um, or that we're getting there and are almost done. Um, I don't. I think the first one that we collect, like that we were successful in watching together, the entire collection, was the James Bond movies. What started it? I had bought. Uh, we've since bought the entire collection in one thing of the ones that are out so far, but we had bought a Sean Connery pack that had the first four in mm. it. And we just went straight to Goldfinger because I had seen the other two. But it was funny because it was like, it felt more recent than I had seen him. And it wasn't until we were watching Goldfinger that I was like, what do you think? It's been like over 10 years since I've seen these other two. So we started from Goldfinger. We went through, we got through until about the middle of the Roger Moore and then we took a break I think we started watching Sopranos and we were watching like other movies and then (laughs) but there was almost an an entire year that had gone by before we picked it back up I think with like Octopussy was where we were when we which is like I think I want to say like 83 Mm mhm um, I also had seen some previous to watching it in a chunk with you. 
Yeah. But then after that little break and we were like, oh, yeah, we need to finish those James Bond movies. Yeah. We got really serious about it and just pretty much dedicated to finishing that list off until it was done. Yeah, I think we ended in March because the new James Bond was supposed to come out in April of 2020. And I was so excited because I'd never seen a Bond in the theater before. And, like, we had happened to finish less, like, a little bit less than a month right before the next one was going to come out. And then with the quarantine and all that stuff happening, it got pushed back until November. And then now is April of 2021. Mm. It's, like, such a tease because I want to see a Bond so bad. But, yeah, I I really fell in love with them, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed that experience. I I loved the campy older ones, but then I, like... I did not think I was going to enjoy the newer ones as much because I mm-hmm. felt like they were going to be so serious and dark and no, just this a whole different feel than the other ones, which that is all true, mm-hmm. um, but I still really enjoyed them. And what's cool is every time that it changes uh, the actor, it only took me about halfway through the movie before I was totally just on board Mm -hmm. i feel like every person that took over that role just does such an amazing job and that's why those movies have endured it's because there hasn't been really there's not a terrible one some of them are Eh. some of (laughs) some of them are i think the worst part is like when they get kind of boring but there isn't one that's just flat out awful even even like die another day which is arguably the worst one on anybody's list is still campy and stupid enough yeah. to be enjoyed. So, If you could handpick a Bond, living or dead, I'm not even saying like it has to be the next upcoming one, who would you pick? Like as my favorite? No, to be. Oh, as a person to play. Oh, gosh. That's, a, that's hard. Okay, we'll come back to No, that. no, no. I was going to say, this is somebody whose name has been thrown around before, and he was interested, but then there was such a backlash um, that he said he w- wouldn't do it. But I think Idris Elba would be amazing Yeah. as James Bond. I think he just embodies everything about James Bond. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> I would I would enjoy that for completely separate reasons. I but. was just like, who's a British guy that you think is cute? And then Eddie Redmayne was the one like <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. No, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, it if it wasn't Idris Elba, honestly, it would be like somebody that I had never seen in anything before. Yeah. I think that's really the best. Like, Daniel Craig had done, like, a couple independent movies before he was Bond, and I think that's, like, the perfect way to do it. And, like, both Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan were famous for TV, but they Mm -hmm. weren't really movie stars. Yeah. Love it. So what other collections have we made our way all the way through? All the way through? I know we were watching the Zatoichi movies... We have the 25 movie Criterion box set. 
And honestly, I think we have like one left that yeah. we need to go back and watch. And then we also watched the Jacques Demi collection, but I think there's still one more in that mm-hmm. too. Sometimes I feel like even if we're not doing it on purpose, that we'll leave like one because we don't want it to be over. I know it's a total I, subconscious thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that was the case with Zatoichi when we were watching those because we were watching those really close oh, we together. we were pumping them out. But, like, it was always, is this going to be the time when I'm, like, tired of this? And I was never tired of it. Yeah. And there was, like, you know, we rate them, like, one out of five. And, like, way late into the series, there's still a couple that were like five out of five like they were all good there Mm -hmm. was never one that was like remotely bad Mm -hmm. like lower than a three you know it was 3.5 four yeah i love that series yeah it's so good good. and like i kind of forget about it and then whenever i really start thinking about it and you and i start talking about it i'm like man i could watch those yeah right now i really look forward i don't know if I would imagine someday going through all of them again. And the same with the Bond movies, but there are definitely like 10 of them for sure that I can think of off the top of my head that I could watch over and over again. Like they're just so good. I just think it's so. And well, Bond is kind of that way, but it's so amazing to me that there can be that many movies in a series and that many good ones. You'd mm-hmm. think that. Especially with Zatoichi. Well, I have a great segue there, real quick, then. We'll say it. Which just that how nearly impossible it is to have an, an atrociously high number of movies and have them all be good. And the proof there sits in the ones that you have shown me recently of the horror genre of being the three biggies. Mm-hmm. The Halloweens, the Friday the 13th, and the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. You and I watched all of them chronologically. Yeah. It, well, in within their, their yeah, sections. Exactly. Yeah. The first one we did was Friday the 13th. Yeah. Arguably the most fun. Yeah. And then we moved on to the Halloweens, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we just recently did all the nightmares. Um, and yeah, for those, I can definitely say no. <laughs> no, as far as what? As like having a large number of movies and having them all be amazing. No, 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 no. I do think the of the three, I think Halloween, the first movie, is probably the best movie when compared to those other franchises, I think the first one is like a solid, good movie. It's incredibly artistic, and John Carpenter's style is so good. Um, I think the first Nightmare on Elm Street is really inventive and really, really fun. Good. I really, really liked that one. And I like that one a lot. And then I think the second, Friday the 13th, is a really good, like, tension-filled horror movie it's very taut and like what's great about all of those is that they're all like 90 minutes long 
so you can easily watch them in in one setting yeah they're easy to get through they're you know but i i will say i do think that the friday the 13th are the most rewatchable and they're they're really fun they never get even in their it even like a bad bond they or a not as good bond they're still entertaining yeah i think when you get into like the rob zombie halloween stuff Ugh. is awful yuck and not rewatchable yuck city all. i have a problem i am, I am ho <laughs> In my humble opinion, so. Oh my god, <laughs> I I really have a problem with slasher movies. So I mean, like I could watch those because the the fun, right? Yeah. But like, even and I'm not, I'm really not like a big baby. But like, just certain things, like when I could tell like something was happening, I'd have to like, eh. yeah, you can't see what I'm doing. She's covering her okay. eyes and turning her head and going, nee. mm. I You just... seem to have a really hard time with impalement, too. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lot of impalement in those kind of movies. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, but speaking of scary movies, another thing that we... A list we went through was mm-hmm. just this Halloween season. We set out to watch, like, 45 either autumnal slash Halloween-ish slash horror movies. Yeah. Anything that we could mold to fit what we would want. Um, yeah. And in, I would in say... In, like, 48 days. Yeah. And 90... I'd say, like, 90% of those we had seen before, right? Most of them were rewatches. Mm, I think for you... Yeah, but there was a lot that you had already seen, too. Yeah, but there was also like a movies, lot I hadn't. Movies that we had owned that we just hadn't seen in a long time, too. You know, I'm going to give a, a shout-out here to that list. Go ahead. I'm going to give a little special mention to Dead Poet Society that I shockingly, well, actually both of us, had never seen before. Yeah, and I only say that not because it's like oh we're such good movie people and that's such <laughs> a good movie that it's shocking we wouldn't have seen it, but just that it's such a popular movie and yeah. like I grew up in a house where it feels like that is a movie that my mom would have watched or would have watched right. with me or something I don't know. Now as the movie itself, yeah, it was okay. It was good. I wouldn't say it was like amazing, fabulous, but it wasn't bad. No, it was good. But um, it really inspired me. Like, it really, really made me think about yeah. life more than I had in a long time. Well, that says something about the movie, though. I mean, I, I do think that's one of the things that maybe that movie wants you to take away, is mm-hmm. that overall message of, you know, get out there and do it. I'm not going to say seize the day. I'm not going to say carpe diem. diem. I'm going to say get out there and do it. Oh, Captain Mike Captain. As my favorite comedian would say, get her done. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> um, but, no, I think the movie was successful in, in making you feel that way, yeah. for sure. So that really kind of brings us up to where we are now. We are in the middle of a couple different uh, collections we're going through. Yeah. So one of the ones that we acquired just a few months ago and we haven't gotten very far in it yet is the Bergman collection 
which I'm very excited about. I had seen a couple of those years and years ago, but they're all like kind of towards the middle of his filmography. I was like, you know, Seven Seal and Persona, like the big ones. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, we haven't really uh, dove too far into that because we got that one and then very soon after we got one that I know you're excited to talk about. It It's, uh, it's definitely sparked a love for this person and both of us. But I'm telling you, I am completely taken... And we got the um, Agnes Varda box set, the Criterion Collection yes. box set. And I don't even know where we're at. Where would you say we're at? Halfway through? I don't. I literally have no frame of reference. Well, she started in the mid-50s, I believe. And then her last movies were mid-2000s. And I think we're in the mid-70s right now. Okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say halfway through right but what's great about these is that some of them are feature length some of them are eight minutes long 20 minutes long so yeah sometimes if there's a couple short films in a row we'll watch like three of those in a night i think is the most that we've watched of her stuff in a row just because they're so easily digestible i i can't believe that First of all, I can't believe that it took me this long of my life to get around to watching her. I I am I'm literally a changed person. I and I do not say that in jest. I'm serious. I I have not anything less than loved everything that we've seen so far and even more than loved most of them. Yeah. No, they're they're all beautiful. Even even if when I think about them later, I'm like, well, yeah, not a lot happened in that, or it didn't really cover a lot of information, especially like the documentaries. And some of them are like literal travel logs of come to this town in France, and they're just so beautifully shot. Like, it makes you want to go out and shoot things. Like, it just makes you want to go film things and try to play with color and get it to look like something like that. It's so gorgeous. And I know she's a huge influence on Martin Scorsese, and sometimes you can really tell in some of her... She just... The way she moves the camera is so... It's, it's almost unexplainable. It's just like, it just sort of floats and follows the right things at the right time. Her camera is always moving. And she's just amazing. She's easily in my top favorite filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And we're only, you know, maybe a fourth of the way through this box set. I'm so excited to see more. Yeah, same. So I guess now would be a good time to talk about what we look forward to watching soon in the future. Obviously, we're, we we want to finish these box sets that we're on, but we've also recently got that Lone Wolf and Cub set yes. that I want to get back to. There's some individual movies, uh, Kurosawa's Dreams that we got, uh, Truffaut's Soft Skin, 
we could do a whole episode on Trufo. I love him so much. Oh, we will. I guarantee. And Juan Duenel series and then his other films. Yeah. He's so good. That, then, that, uh, 400 Blows on top of Seven Samurai was what, like, those were the two of the earliest movies that, like, for of this point in my life, this love that I have and this passion were, yeah. like, the, the starters. Yes. Of it all. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Um... There's that documentary box that we want to... Oh, The Less Blank. Yes. Always for Pleasure. We watched a few of those a few years ago, maybe about three of them, when we had the Criterion Channel week trial or whatever it was. When we first subscribed to Hulu, they had the Criterion. That was why we had even decided to get with Hulu. To get Hulu, yeah. And then very quickly after we were uh, members, or I don't even know what to call it, uh, they took them off. Yeah, it was probably less than a year for sure. And I was like, what the heck? This was like the main reason. Um, So yeah, that was another way that we knocked out a bunch of those less blank ones. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there was something else we just were saying recently that we wanted to watch. I, you definitely touched on Akita Kurosawa, but like, just finally seeing like his entire filmography, we when we first like started kind of getting obsessed, we were going through and watching all those earlier ones, mm-hmm. and like trying to get the whole collection watched. But um, yeah, I think, I think like, as far as the fifties and the sixties go of his movies, we've seen all of those, and he was almost making like a movie a year at that time yeah maybe even sometimes more than one i just thought of another one all the godzillas yeah we have that godzilla set that's like all the movies from the beginning to maybe the end of the 70s it's like the first wave and then they rebooted it in the 80s so it doesn't have any of those but i think that's like a 15 film set so that's gonna be fun too to get we've Maybe I've gotten the first three watched of those. And I know, like, we've seen, like, random ones here and there. Because Rudy was really into them. And they used to be on Netflix or something a long time ago. Yeah. So even if you haven't seen all of it, I know you've at least seen parts of some of those. Because Rudy and I would watch those. Yeah. Rudy is our daughter, if you don't know that. Any um, collection or standalone suggestions that anybody has, we would greatly welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And also potentially do an episode on it. Like, these are the ones that we watched based on viewer recommendation. Viewer. Listener. (laughs) And I'm glad you said that because that brings up something I wanted to talk about was that, A, we do have... Some people lined up that are excited to join us on here. Yes, guests. I oh know. My I'm God. excited. Some writers, some filmmakers, some musicians. It's going to be really cool getting other people's perspective, and we haven't exactly decided on like that format. But the idea that you and I have talked about is that they would come with a topic. 
So if they wanted to talk about horror as a genre, or they wanted to talk about, uh, you know, specific director. specific director or a specific movie, or types of movies or collections or whatever they want to do, it's their thing. They come in, and maybe they'll tell us ahead of time so we know what's going on. But I just really look forward to people coming in with something that they're really excited to talk about. Yeah. So. Side note, um, my cousin actually sent me a basically a video response mm-hmm. this morning about trying to think after listening to the first episode about childhood rewatches, trying to think of like what her answers would be or, you know, something like that. And just like that was exactly what my goal would have been from this is just getting conversations about film and memories and anything started and um you know Caleb and I actually started a Yellow Springs Film Society mm-hmm. a few years back that we were a uh, Facebook page yes but we were like ready and raring to go to start having showings at the little art independent theater and yeah. um you know life as we all know but um but this is it. You know, this is this is what we're so passionate about our love of film that having people, you know, like my cousin sending me what she would got out of listening to the episode and then having guests come on to talk with us in right. future episodes. Like, that's what this is about. And then, Yeah, and you don't have to be like a cinephile. It doesn't have to be your most favorite thing. But every, almost every human being has movies that they love or movies that they loved at one time yeah it is a really cool it's up especially with when it's somebody that maybe that isn't their biggest passion but you do get them talking about a particular movie or something that they love and i always get a lot out of that it's always fun to see somebody get excited about a movie yeah uh if you would like to get a hold of yikes a movie we have an instagram page at Yikes a Movie, and you can message us on there your responses to this uh, this particular episode or any particular episode or things that maybe you'd like to have us talk about. Uh, we also have an email address. It's just yikesamovie at gmail.com. And I guess that wraps it up. Thank you for listening. It's been a ton of fun. And I look forward to Mower. What about you, dude? You said more. I thought you were talking about like a lawnmower man. Mower. So. Oh, a mower. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to a mower. <laughs> and with that, all I gotta say is, what was it? Good watching. Good. Good watching. Good watching, and have a nice movie. <laughs> have a nice.